At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm feeling so very chill today. I got to spend the morning with my kids, playing at the park and just releasing, I don't know what I was releasing, just like pent up stresses over the few weeks where life seemed a bit tight with getting the house ready to sell. And um, it was a beautiful day. How has your day been going? I wish I could just chat with you like I could chat, you know, like with a friend on the phone. That's kind of what I want the membership to be. Obviously, I'm a professional. I'm going to be coaching wearing the professional hat. But also, my clients know that we become friends too. That's one of the fun things about coaching versus maybe some of the other mediums or modalities is that there can be this casual friendship that goes on after, you know, you get the help or alongside it. Today, I'm going to be talking about, obviously you saw the title, When Sexual Trauma Resurfaces Postpartum. I was inspired to do this episode kind of out of the blue, all on its own, and I'm really grateful that I've done my own work on any sexual trauma in my life because that's made me able to even do this podcast episode. So I kind of want to celebrate with you as a fellow woman by saying that any times that I have been touched inappropriately, which is really the extent of which what, what I'm going to be sharing today, um, I those have resurfaced in my adult life from my childhood or teenage years, and I've been able to process them and breathe and really release that energy over the last couple of years. Um, and I want to tell you that that started postpartum, actually. So here's how I want to pose it to you is that anxiety and depression – are the tip of the iceberg. They are the red flags. They are the tipping point. They are your invitations to healing. And what often happens is as people get close to me and work with me in some capacity, even if it's just here on the podcast, to some degree, they start to begin to heal and to feel more grounded and calm and settled. And that is usually when your body takes the energy and the trauma that it has stored over the years and presents it to you in the form of a dream or a daydream randomly, or maybe you're meditating or praying and you have these memories come up. And that's just a little knock, knock, knock on your door. It's not something to be feared. It's actually beautiful that your body can unravel that trauma for you at just the right time. So if you have had any sexual repressed memories of trauma or anything like that pop up postpartum, I want you to know it's really common. I see it a lot. It happened with me. And you have to think about 
our lives, I can't speak for us. I can't speak for you, but I know that as I got married and starting having started having kids and then it felt like all hell broke loose with my mental health after three babies in four years. And so I found coaching and I got deeper into my faith and all the things. When you start taking your healing into your own hands, your subconscious meets you halfway and will start um, bringing up more healing stuff. So just because it comes from the subconscious and it feels like it's out of left field or random doesn't mean it needs to startle you or that it is a bad thing or it's alarming. I think a lot of times when we have these old boyfriend dreams or whatever, women are like, what is even wrong with me? And it can kind of be creepy, but that's just your ego labeling it and putting it into that creepy or alarming startled box. Really, it's just a sign that there's healing that needs to be done either from the past or with troubles in the present or both. So like I said, today I'm going to be talking about my own sexual trauma. And it still feels weird to call it that because honestly, I hadn't thought about, I mean, it was over 10 years later that I, it even dawned on me that that was trauma, that I had been a victim and that my body had been touched without permission. I had always focused so much on the actual morality of it as like a Christian girl who's a good girl. I had felt so much guilt and shame. I hadn't even put my head up high enough to look and see that I had been acted upon in a way that I hadn't uh, like approved. And just because I was in fight or flight or freeze response and I froze doesn't mean that like it was my fault that somebody touched me in that way without my permission. So I'm actually really excited, as weird as that sounds, to share this today because it's the culmination of a lot of work I've done personally. And as always, I'm not just divulging personal stuff for no reason and being weird here. There's always a reason that is going to relate back to all of us as women for the good of our gender, for the good of you and your daughters and our families and just the collective consciousness as well. Um, Wherever you are, here's what I want you to know. My hope is by sh- like that by sharing my own story and my work on this, you can see a vision of what your healing could look like. And maybe you've already started working on this or you've already done a lot of work on it. I have to say just recently I was um, getting a massage by my massage therapist, Patty. She's amazing. Anybody that lives in my area, I'm like, I'll give you her number. She's awesome. And um, I'm in Denver, by the way. So I was on Patty's table and just like started having tears and and these memories come up from this past stuff and I actually had already done some of that work like probably three different on three different occasions or four or five different occasions between coaching and massage therapy and I had no idea but my subconscious knew that I needed to still release more and what I love about the subconscious and how it pushes us our healing priorities just at the right time is it also not only is it always at the right time but it's always to the extent that we can handle. So your subconscious is never going to give you so much past trauma or past memories come up that you just can't handle them. Now, I will say that sometimes the ego, depending on how you manage your thoughts around anything that comes up to be released, you might create more of a problem for yourself, but your subconscious is giving you just as much as you can handle. And it's important to just know that and to trust it and not to be so alarmed if this stuff comes up. Um, sometimes it does when people um, kind of draw closer to healing in some way, right? And they work on their anxiety and depression, it does come up. So anyway, back to what I want you to know. My hope is that by sharing my own story, it's going to help you guys. Um, 
Maybe you're like me where you thought you processed it. Maybe you buried it deep down and feel embarrassed to talk about it or think about something like this, or you downplay it and say it wasn't that bad. It didn't happen. It's, it's gone or it already it's, what's done is done or whatever. Um, but wherever you are, I want you to know healing. Here's the first thing. Healing from any degree of sexual trauma doesn't have to be scary. So you don't have to relive it and it doesn't have to be heavy in the way you experienced it at that time. The second thing I want you to know is it's okay to let go of the guilt, right? As Christian women, we tend to just be so quick to feel the guilt and the shame. It's okay to ask um, the, ask God to take it from you and to, to give responsibility to some degree to the person that did the thing, okay? To the other person and give your part to God. It's okay to allow yourself to feel like the victim. Um, you can both recognize any part you might have played and also recognize the parts you didn't ask for and the parts that you were a victim of. And number three, healing is going to happen no matter what. It's just a matter of time and of how open you are to it. So your body, as a spiritual being have a, having a physical experience, your body cannot help but respond to the light of your spirit within you. And as you desire healing and you desire for healing to take place, you literally create it because of Jesus Christ. So between your body and God, you can and will be healed. And that goes for postpartum depressiveness, anxiety, any mental health stuff, as well as sexual trauma or repressed memories. I'm spitting it out, guys. So whether in this life or the next, healing just will happen because of Jesus Christ. And the more you involve your conscious mind and your conscious will to heal, the kind of the more expedited it all happens. Okay. Now, this story isn't particularly heavy, but I guess it could be for somebody. So before I go into my own experience, um, you know, just know that just because you're a fellow woman and because you might have some sort of a regard for me to hear something that I've been through and something that I didn't ask for to happen to me, you could feel some sadness or some, you know, I don't know what you might feel and just check in with yourself. Do you feel up for that today? Cause if not, you could come back to this episode any other time, but I do play plan on there being, um, a piece of connection to each other as well as a reflective opportunity for you in your life And also on behalf of your daughters, if you have a daughter or two or three. (laughs) Um, So here we go. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Once upon a time, just kidding, but there was a little girl named Lizzie Jensen. That's my maiden name, which is also the name of my first son. Kind of cool. I have to say when I wrote that name, Lizzie Jensen, tears filled my eyes as I typed that name out. Just, it was a sweet time of my life to be that girl. Now I'm Lizzie Langston. I'm married and I have my own children and I'm totally in a new empowered place. And she was so sweet and in a sweet place too. And I love to tell you about her, which is also me. Yes, but feels like a different lifetime. 
but I claim it. So she was beautiful. She was good at sports. She was the daughter of a teacher and a lawyer. She had a full-time stay-at-home mom. She attended public school. In elementary school, she began getting attention from the boys. That's right. (laughs) Although I did not kiss anyone in elementary school, not that I judge anybody who did, but I just remember like being in crush zone, like fourth and fifth grade, crush, 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 and boys. And yeah, Um, middle school, same thing. And as an eighth grader, I, my friend, my good girlfriends and I had sophomore boys in high school that were interested in us, Um, which I don't say that to brag at all. Like, honestly, it was in hindsight, it was such a burden and a tricky thing. Um, But that's just where we were. And here's where anything that went down kind of started and the way I see it. Okay. The vulnerability and the kind of vulnerability specifically to kind of predator type boys. So my parents went through a divorce when I was in seventh grade, but things were rocky for a few years leading up to that. And, um, I was internally reeling in with heaps of pain with that. And I had no idea what to do with it. Even if I had an idea of what to do with it, would I have had the capacity to process it? Had somebody taught me, Hey, here's how you process an emotion. And I'm not blaming anyone, right? All of us are learning in every generation on how to do these things. Um, my older siblings were starting to go off to college. I'm the youngest of six. Uh, the four oldest in my family were, were born back to back to back to back two years apart each. Then there was a five and a half year break. And then my sister and myself. So older siblings were kind of heading out. My dad was out of the home and I think I just had this honest, like craving for like that masculine balance. I don't know. And, uh, it doesn't really matter, but anyway, I held the pain. I held it. And I'm sure you can relate to this, right? We all have our own stories, but there's pain and our capacity is only so big to handle the pain. And so symptoms of an overflowing pain or paused trauma can affect our behavior and our choices and all sorts of things. It's a real interesting way that it affects us. We're such, we're such linear and physical beings that we can so easily understand and see when there's physical stuff out of line, but we forget that we are just as much energetic beings as we are physical, just because we can't see it because our mind is veiled. For some of us, some people can see the energy stuff, auras and all the things, but we just don't want to underestimate the way that our energy being stuck can can impact our choices and our life. And so in hindsight, all throughout high school, I was like honey for the bees of predator boys because I just had this kind of weak spot for wanting men in my life. And gratefully, God blessed me with really good church leaders and girlfriends that had dads that were good men and were helpful to me. I had neighbors that, you know, just good men who served as protectors and um, gave me back to school blessings and let me pray with their families when I was over there playing, you know, so I'll forever be grateful for that. I'll also forever be grateful that I was never taken full advantage of, meaning rape. Um, I never had that act acted upon me without my permission. And so I'm grateful for that. Although I judge no women who cannot say the same, we are all victims. And in more recent times, my heart has felt like to some degree, even men and boys are victims. We're all victims of Satan and his wiles and his ways. And so while I don't say that to justify anybody's choice of use of their agency, 
our spirits are wanting naturally to return to God and all of us are getting tripped up in different ways. It's messy. It's messy out here, down here (laughs) in the world. Anyway, so in any situations where I was pushed beyond my physical touch comfort levels or permission, I can look back and see that my body was always in a complete fight, flight, or freeze mode. And that's important to recognize because a lot of us, when this sexual trauma stuff comes up, we want to like blame ourselves and we want to be like, why didn't I respond this way? Or why didn't I just speak up and use my voice? But you got to understand the body as the fairer sex, right? So like if you're in a room with a big, strong man, like he could actually hurt you. I mean, I love women who are strong and there are very strong women who could take down a man physically, but typically it's not the case. Typically a woman, one of us, um, is like, if a man genuinely wanted to, like he could take our life probably. I mean, there's, there's some danger. Maybe you don't agree with that. I don't know. I'm not speaking on a political level here. I'm just saying my thoughts on a podcast, but, um, so our body, we, we literally will go into fight or flight or freeze mode when there's trauma happening, when something's happening that we didn't give our permission for. And if we were to pull away or to defend ourselves, we, we might be acted upon even more severely. And my personal way of responding was always freeze, 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 freeze. So anytime, like, let's say I was kissing somebody and, um, maybe they started to move their hands in a way that I hadn't um, anticipated, or they put their body on me in a way that I hadn't anticipated. Like I would just freeze and save it for later. That, that was just how I responded. And so it was just done. And then my body just stored that until I worked it all through like a decade later. Um, this is, you know, with high school and college stuff. So, um, the one time I wanted to share because it was, um, a profoundly traumatic experience with the way it all worked out. And it's something that has come up multiple times to work through. This is the one piece I wanted to share and use this example as a model of how to work through this stuff. And then I'm going to also talk towards the end a little bit more about like when this stuff comes up and why and all that, in addition to what I've already said. But um, there was this one particular time where my mom had gotten engaged and was soon to be married to my stepdad, which is so great. And I'm so grateful they got together. I truly mean that it's been amazing. And, um, but that meant I had to leave the home I grew up in. We were going to move. So I was leaving my high school. I was leaving my home, my favorite neighbors, and we were going to move out of state. And so I let my friends and my coaches know, and I had to step down from the soccer team. And, you know, there was just, it was tricky. It was really hard. I felt the grief of it long before I actually moved. She, my mom let me throw a party for all my friends and this cute boy that I was dating at the time and his older brother came and it was super fun. Um, even though me and the boy that I had been dating, we kind of broke up because I was moving. So I was like, yeah, what can you do? Um, also a lot of the creepy predator older boys came to this party who I, I didn't particularly invite them, but you know how people just show up to these high school parties and they were all like probably drunk. I don't even know. And, um, the boy that I really liked who was good and innocent and kind, he, he came as well. And again, just touching into this vulnerability factor, right? Tons of raw emotion, no tools to deal with it all. I shouldn't say no tools, but limited tools as big as it was. Um, I was, like I said, leaving my soccer team with a spot on varsity as a sophomore that they were giving me. I was leaving my volleyball coach who was hugely influential to me in my life at that time. 
I was saying goodbye to a heritage of being a Jensen, which in my high school, there had been five other Jensen siblings that had gone before me and graduated from this school. Many teachers knew my name, right? So a lot of ego and a lot of comfort and just kind of security. I had just started driving and dating. I had a steady boyfriend and I was moving halfway through sophomore year. And all of that I was saying goodbye to is, and it, it kind of came to a culmination in this one night. I was saying goodbye to people at this party, like literally the party had happened and they were leaving, including this boy that I really cared for at the time that I had been dating, but you know, we had broke things off cause I was moving. And with my dad out of the home, he was just a safe place and a good kid. And I remember like feeling so numb. I remember watching him and his older brother leave. That was probably the last time I was going to see him. I remember saying goodbye to these stupid older dudes that like, it was so weird. Cause like they'd been in my life for like two or three years. And then all of a sudden they're like, bye. You know how you could just tell when people don't really care. It's just this, when you say goodbye and it doesn't, there's not a lot of feeling to it. It's a reminder of how surface level your relationship even was. My teenage ego and my world was just crashed. It was toasted. I was completely like everything was spinning, everything that I knew. And you know how when you're 16, you your high school life is kind of your world. I mean, your family's your world. You have your church. It's your world. But at least for me, I felt like that was a big, huge part of my world. So about the time I had said goodbye to all my friends, they'd left the house. My mom and I were cleaning up the mess. And I told my mom that I was going to do a girl's night sleepover with some girlfriends, and so, which was true. And so she went ahead and left to her best friend's house, which is where she and I had been staying because the house, our house was empty because we were selling it. And that was another crazy thing is to see my house since childhood be totally empty of furniture, except for like a couple beds. Um, it was just all like trauma, 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 so much emotion. So I was waiting for my girlfriends to come get me. It was going to be a little while and just kind of alone in my house. My mom had just gone. And this particular kid who had been a predator towards me since I was in eighth grade, and now I'm a sophomore, he's a senior. He shows up at my house and he's drunk and I'm alone at my house. I'm a little scared, but I let him in because he's also a friend, right? Like we'd kissed before and we dated, you know, like a year or so before and I don't know. Like, I, I think because of my pain, I was kind of flirting with a, like that kind of a situation because I wanted to numb my pain ultimately. Like I was so heartbroken having to break up with my favorite kid that I dated at that time. Right. And I was so just broken, um, with leaving my best friend next door neighbor who was a boy and his family were like second parents to me. His dad was like a dad to me and just all the things I was leaving. So he comes in and we like decide to go watch TV and make popcorn. And I totally can feel the vibes. Like I'm pretty sure he's going to try to pull something, but I'm just there in my pain, like trying to make it through the moment. And, um, he starts kissing me and kind of like pins me down. And I try to, and try to, I try to push him off me and he, he holds me there. And so I just freeze, right? I just freeze and his hands run amok. And I'm just grateful that, not more was touched, but I felt very powerless and, and held down and, um, things were happening without my permission. So this is the end. I mean, that's, that's basically it. That's my sexual trauma and, um, one piece of it. I mean, there's other boys and other things, but, um, essentially as these moments have come back up in my thirties, I have felt a range of emotions. And I want to invite you to consider like, well, I'll ask you some questions in a minute, but I have felt, I don't know about you guys, but when I think of these past memories, I have felt anger 
towards the boys and even just towards men in general. And that's still something I really struggle with, not just anger, um, more like fear actually. So I have a lot of fear around men in general. I'm actually really glad I work with women because that's something I'm still working to overcome. And I don't even know if I need to overcome it, but just like strike a balance with that. Um, I felt sadness that that could have even happened to me. I felt kind of like shocked when I kind of put my head up all these years later and realized like everything that did happen. Um, cause you know, in the moment you just sweep it under the rug because you have to, to survive. I didn't have the capacity to even process that. I never told my mom. I never told anybody. Um, um, there was, I felt regret because there were people in my life who tried to warn me about these kids that I was hanging out with, but my pain, my emotional pain that I didn't have the tools to manage was like a drug that just deafened my ears to all of that and just kept me coming back for more because it, this, the, the sexual piece numbed my pain of my parents' divorce of all the things. Um, I also felt relief that it wasn't worse and I felt guilt. I told myself for a while, you know, that it was my fault and that I had somehow done it and whatever. So, um, and of course, when the sweet kid that I had been dating found out, he had no other really outlook than to blame me because the kid that had come to my house drunk went back to school and told everybody after I had already moved, um, told everybody that we'd kissed. And even though that wasn't the whole truth, um, that's how my high school that I left, all my friends got to remember me by. It was really nice. Um, So there was trauma within the trauma more social trauma. And there's probably still girlfriends that don't even know the full story and it's tricky, but, um, but I am full of forgiveness towards me, towards anybody else. And I've learned through this, that there's one thing that can never be taken from us, which is our will to heal and our connection to the captain of our healing, even Jesus Christ. Nobody can take away our access to him and his power which wipes away the pain and stain of these things of sexual trauma. So bringing it back to you, I would love to actually hear from you. I'm going to ask some questions. You can even just, you can either just contemplate them, you know, by yourself. And hopefully that's a great exercise for you. And, or if you'd like to, you could email me it's Lizzie, L I Z Z I E at Lizzie Langston.com. Langston is L A N as in Nancy G S T O N as in Nancy. Um, but I would love to know, um, is there, was there ever a time where you were touched or acted upon? Um, and it could literally be just as much as somebody caressing your hand, kind of taking advantage of a handshake that actually happened to me on my mission. I served in Chile and I spoke good Spanish. So it wasn't like he didn't understand me (laughs) when I was like, we don't kiss and hug, even though that's your culture as missionaries, we're not doing that. Um, and so when he heard me say that, he like grabs up my arm and like caresses it, you know, just crap like that. So was there any time where you were touched or acted upon sexually without your permission, um, when it was not solicited, or maybe you had consensually, you know, done something like making out or whatever, and then it turned into something and you weren't consenting to what it turned into. Um, did things ever kind of happen and go past where you wanted them to. And what was your response? Like, did you flight? Like, did you run away? Did you fight? Did you like get mad and say, what are you doing? Um, did you freeze like I did? So I'm curious what other women's reactions were. If you've had something like this happen. Um, 
Did you ever set a boundary and respond in a way that you feel proud of to this day? Or do you feel like it was more um, where your your trauma response took over and it froze and you kind of had to process it later like mine? And then I also would love to know what healing are you pursuing? And even if you don't write in, just consider if something like this has happened, or even as I'm sharing this episode, maybe it called to your attention because there's something that you know you haven't processed. What healing are you considering? What healing do you feel like you need? What are you wondering about? Do you feel ready to address it? Or do you feel like you're kind of getting there still? I really feel strongly that as women, and I say this with compassion because it's hard to face this stuff, right? It's not easy. And it's a lot easier to just sweep it under the rug until it's not, right? Like it's easier to do that until it's no longer easier to do that. Until your subconscious is like, hey, 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 it's time. (laughs) We need to do this. Um, So I really feel strongly that as women, we are going to become safer as the fairer sex. I hate saying that. It feels so like anti-feminine, um, anti-feminist, but we are going to create more safety as we purposefully tell our stories first by processing them ourselves and maybe with, you know, another professional like myself or somebody else. And then later to others in choice settings, not letting it fall upon deaf ears, right? But those who like will learn something from it in a tasteful way. And as we heal ourselves through Christ on purpose, I truly believe that anything that's happened in our life can work to our good when we pursue total healing from it. And if you feel really angry or bitter about something that's happened in your past, sexual or not, maybe it's a birth trauma or anything else, um, that means that you still have some healing to do from it. You want to be able to look back at this stuff and and like recreate it in your mind's eye and have calm, kind, loving emotions towards yourself. Um, That doesn't mean you choose to trust the people that have done these things, but you want to be free of it from the pain and from the stain on your end. And so um, seek healing. If you haven't yet sought healing from past traumas, and you know, I'm going to leave it up to you as to when you're ready. But I invite you, if you do feel ready or even interested in being ready, um, to draw near to me in one of my programs. So I, I, well, the program. So I actually... What's currently open is my membership program. Um, I am starting a membership program. I, it's it's op- it's open for enrollment right now, and then it will start in June. This is 2021. If you're listening a long time from now, and um, you can go to it's kind of a longer link because um, I'm using a third party platform to host my course and then my membership. So just go to the show notes of this episode, and the link will be there for you. But in my membership, we have open coaching calls and anything is game. So I know I said it before, but I really want you to take home the fact that this is normal to have this come up, especially when you approach healing postpartum. Um, It's normal to experience either repressed or just sexual stuff of the past, any, just any stuff from the past that needs to come up. Um. You don't have to relive it to heal from it. You can present it and process it in a way that puts it to rest, that releases the energy that doesn't belong and doesn't any longer resonate with where you are today, and that leaves you lighter and more free. And I believe that that's possible because of the atonement of Jesus Christ. Um, Sometimes when we take those things out of the cupboard, 
which is our body. That's like the cupboard that stores things for us, stores our trauma. Thank you, body. You're amazing. Um, we see them with new eyes. And that's definitely what my experience has been. I've also seen myself with new eyes. So I want you to know for every ounce of pain you might be holding through the processing of it, you can turn that pain into genuine strength. And I know, I know I still have more processing to do because I still fear, feel, feel fear around men occasionally. And so I want you to know that I'm still doing my work and I invite you to do yours with me and with us. So if you want to, um, join my membership right now, it's, I, you might've already heard, maybe you haven't, but it's, um, I'm opening it to founding members. What that means is this is the very first launch of my membership. You're joining before all of the content is ready. And I'm really relying on my first people to give me some feedback along the way. And so my founding members are going to be paying a lower rate. And this is a permanent rate that you can keep for as long as you want to be in the membership. Um, it's just around half of what everybody else will pay later on. And the course that goes, that precedes the membership. So everybody that's going to go through the membership, excluding past clients, um, has to buy the course because I want everybody in the membership on the same page, having learned all of these good foundational basics around anxiety and all the things. So that course will be ready here in a few weeks. And, um, so you can get the course and join the membership, whether you want to buy annually or monthly, it's all going to be on that page. So just go to the link in my show notes. And just in case you don't know how to really access show notes, I'll just tell you that the link is going to be lizzie-langston.mykajabi, K-A-J-A-B as in boy, I.com forward slash founding dash members. So this is a special landing page that is open for the next couple of weeks. Well, at the time this podcast drops, it's like another week. Um, we're going to close the founding members launch. I'm not going to announce that date because I'm just going to feel it out, honestly, depending on how many people hear about it and stuff. So it's just lizzie-langston.mykajabi.com forward slash founding dash members. And again, that link is in the show notes. Um, and you can go to that page. There's going to be a little video from me and frequently asked questions about the membership and your options for payment. Um, I really, really love you guys. I love women. I love supporting women. Um, in the grand scheme of things, I'm pretty sure that Mother Eve, when she partook of the fruit, she knew that women, almost more than anyone, were going to you know, have a lot of effects of the fall and be mistreated. And um, I know that her partner in this whole plan for all of us, which is God and and our Savior, are not withholding the means to heal truly. So yes, the atoning power of Jesus Christ can be felt in prayer and through priesthood blessings and also through the medium of coaching. We can um, resolve these wounds and we can let go and literally release stories that we tell ourselves, thoughts, images, and also um, sexual memories, maybe that we don't even know are there. And we can release this trauma and finish the run and calm it and release it forever so that you can be free of it and more empowered. So I invite you to that work. You can go to the link in my show notes to get into my membership at the founding members rate. I thank you guys for listening and we'll talk next week. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. 
it's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way. Let's chat on the phone. Set up a time by going to lizzylangston.com forward slash consult. It's pretty simple and I will be calling you soon. time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.